0: This is the Mainly Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan Furman, and I am a certified plant based nutritionist and personal trainer. The website is MainlyPlants.com. Uh, social media at MainlyPlants. You can find me anywhere. Uh, you can DM me through there. You can get a hold of me through the website, or you can email me, Ryan at MainlyPlants.com. And for all of your Amazon shopping needs, please support the podcast. Go to slash Amazon. It'll take you right to Amazon and uh, doesn't cost you anything extra it helps me out um, or you can go to the website at the bottom of the homepage. there is a little click through for Amazon take you right to Amazon and uh, again helps me out so I can continue to help you out because this shit ain't free for me you know what I'm saying so let's jump right into it this week we're talking about milk and dairy dairy milk uh, anything that uh, that uh, falls into the dairy Classification. So, you know, cheese, yogurt, cottage cheese, um, obviously milk, everything like that. Eggs are not dairy. Uh, I don't know why people think that eggs are dairy. Um, Mayonnaise is not dairy because there's no milk in it. So, anything that milk is in is considered dairy. Um, Eggs do not fall into the dairy area. Okay? So, what is, I mean, Milk for me is is you know, when I was I was a big cheese eater. I love cheese, I love vegan cheese. Um, so that's I still eat that here and there. You know, it is processed, so it's I, I eat that in moderation. But I was a big dairy lover before I switched to a whole food plant-based diet, because you don't really think about where it comes from. But once you start thinking about where it comes from, it's weird, right? It's like eggs. You know, if you start to think about where eggs come from, it's weird, and what eggs are, it's, it's weird. You know, you ext- extrapolate that and think about dairy, it's very strange. You know, you're, milk milk is is a it's what a species gives to their babies in order to help them grow and give them nutrients, right? So, you know, if humans are breastfed instead of bottle-fed, um, that's our form of human dairy, you know, human milk. But we drink cow's milk and we drink um, goat milk. You know, there's goat cheese and it's very strange if you think about it that we're drinking another we're drinking we're consuming another species' uh infant food. And it uh, it's not natural. And before we kind of get into the technical side of it, I want you the technical side of it. I want you to think about this, especially if you're in the United States, because I know different areas of the world um, eat different things. So I can only speak to what I know. In the United States, we have we have cows' milk, you know, cow cheese. We have goats' milk and goat cheese. Those are the two main dairy uh, suppliers from animals. But what if somebody offered you pig cheese or pigs' milk to drink? Would that be weird to you? And if so, why? I mean, cows and pigs are both farm animals, right? Um, why why would that be weird? And maybe you say, well, pigs are dirtier than cows. Okay, so let's let's take it a step further. What about horses? Horses are another thing found on the farm. Would you drink horse milk and eat horse cheese? I mean, I think we can all agree by and large that they are cleaner animals than cows and... Uh, and pigs, right? Especially, uh, you know, I say that because you know, you think of cows, you think that they're dirty because usually factory farms are, are horrible conditions and they they're gross, and thus the cows are gross. But you know, think about it. Think about why don't we drink dog milk? Is that weird? And if so, why? I would love for somebody to explain to me why it's weird to drink pig's milk or or horse milk or whatever other animal you decide to to using the example, but not cow milk. Why is that not weird? So let's 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 start off with that question, okay? Now, the first US dietary guidelines were issued in 1980 and recommended limits on saturated fat that you incorporated into your diet. And saturated fat is found primarily in dairy. Um, and now this these guidelines were were fought hand over tooth, fist over tooth? I can't remember this expression, but they are fought by the dairy industry. And the dairy industry has sponsored groups that minimize the potential health risks of dairy consumption. And what they do is they use misleading studies that confuse the public into thinking saturated fat intake is not harmful. Now there is a big uh, a big debate on saturated fat, especially as of recently, okay, um, but, no studies financed completely by the industry by the dairy industry had any unfavorable findings it's very strange even if you you know e- even in studies normal studies there are unfavorable findings you know across the board that's why there's so many different controls have to be done but no unfavorable findings were found in studies that were financed completely by the dairy industry so you can you know that something's up and not only dairy products are not only high in saturated fat, but they are extremely low in, in beneficial nutrients that, that we need in a diet, such as antioxidants, um, uh, what's it called? Ergothionine, which is an amino acid that may uh, help protect our cells, and fiber. And fiber is, is a nutrient that 97% of Americans are deficient in because 100% of your fiber comes from plants and most people don't eat enough plants. Now, Dairy products also contain cholesterol, trans fats, endotoxins, new 5 ge you can look that one up, it's spelled N-E-U, the number five, G-E, and choline, um, all of which may raise the risk of inflammation, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, um, and a slew of other diseases. You've heard me talk about them, right? Now, there are hormones in milk. Now the hormones in dairy products, including skim milk, don't think that just because you're having skim milk you can get away with it. The hormones in dairy products you know, help promote acne and also contribute to the risk of premature puberty. And you may think, why is that a problem? But it's a problem because you're fucking with the hormones in your body, which can lead to multiple pregnancies, um, which are riskier you know, to both mother and child breast cancer, prostate cancer, um, as well as other, other cancers that, that, uh, that uh, are dependent on hormones, the declining sperm count, excess estrogen, and heart disease, Okay, not to mention impotence. There are also pesticides and dioxins in your dairy. So industrial toxins such as dioxins, flame retardant chemicals, PCBs, um, and other types of chemicals in your dairy supply may in part account for the relationship between dairy intake and the in- increased risk of cancer, Parkinson's Parkinson's disease, low testosterone levels, and obesity, among a slew of other things. Pesticides and antibiotics can also build up in dairy fat. There's an analysis done um, of the diets of California children, and it uh, found uh, the top food source of lead as well as banned pesticides and dioxins was dairy products um, because they don't have to monitor what they give the cows, right? You have to think, you know, and, and this, is, this this you should think about this beyond just dairy. You, when, when you eat, the, the, the animals that you eat or the, pro, the animal products that you eat, everything that you're eating was, was, was once in something alive. And that thing had a certain diet and was fed certain antibiotics and hormones and stuff like that. And it goes into your your system when you consume it. So if a cow is given antibiotics because um, it has you know infected udders because it's been overly milked, well then those antibiotics are gonna get into the milk and trace amounts are gonna get into you. Just like uh, fish, this is a great one to think about, okay? This is a good one to think about in order to understand the whole process. The, the bigger the fish is that you eat, whether even if you're eating a small piece that came from a big fish, the more toxins and pollutants you're consuming. Now, think about it. Our waterways and the oceans and the seas are very polluted. So think about the food chain. You have a small fish and then a bigger fish eats that small fish. Then an even bigger fish eats that big fish. Then an even bigger fish eats that even bigger fish. And so on and so forth. Um, And all of those fish have toxins in it, just from swimming around. So you are um, magnifying the amount of toxins by how big the fish is. Because it already has toxins in it, and it's eating a whole food chain of fish, each of which have had toxins. So if you like tuna... Tuna is a massive fish, and it is massively toxic, okay? Sorry to go on a tangent, but I hope that kind of explains it a little bit. Let's get back to dairy. Now, dairy intake is linked with a wide-ranging group of ailments, including accelerated aging, uh, being overweight, things as minor as canker sores, uh, kidney stones, childhood asthma, constipation. I think that it's no surprise that dairy causes constipation. Eat a block of cheese and see how well you shit the next day. Um, pre-diabetes as well as diabetes, prostate cancers as well as other cancers that we talked about already that are uh, uh, controlled by hormones, heart disease, imbalanced hormones like we talked about, Parkinson's, rheumatoid arthritis, high blood pressure, uh, wrinkled and aged looking skin, Um, SIDS which is sudden infant death syndrome, ulcerative colitis which is a stomach issue, bacterial vaginosis for all you ladies out there, and multiple sclerosis. Now, there's also global implications, right? Dairy intake has a is a massive global impact because livestock are one of the largest comp- contributors to greenhouse gas emissions. Go back and listen to um, I think it was a podcast th- three or four ago. I talked about the Paris Accords. I'll go ahead and listen to that. Um, now, it's also touted that milk is needed to build build strong bones. But a uh, compilation of, of all the best studies found that there was no association between milk consumption and hip fracture risk or anything like that. So drinking milk as an adult doesn't really help your bones. They might be asking, what about adolescence? Well, Harvard researchers decided to put it to a test. Studies have shown that greater milk consumption during childhood and adolescence contributes to peak bone mass and is therefore expected to help avoid osteoporosis and bone fractures later in life. But that's not what they found. Milk consumption during teenage years was not associated with a lower risk of hip fracture. And if anything, milk consumption was associated with borderline increase in fracture risk in men. It appears that the extra boost in total body bone mineral density you get from from uh, getting extra calcium is lost within a few years even if you keep the calcium supplementation up in some way now this suggests a partial explanation for the long-standing enigma that hip fracture rates are highest in populations with the greatest milk consumption maybe an explanation um, why they're not lower but why would they be higher so that question started to bother a research team in sweden and they were puzzled because studies again and again had shown a tendency of a higher risk of fracture with a higher intake of milk. Well, um, there is a rare birth defect called, uh, I'm going to butcher this again, galactosemia. I think I got that right, galactosemia, where babies are born without the enzymes needed to detoxify the galactose found in milk. So they end up with elevated levels of galactose in their blood, which can cause bone loss um, even in... Uh, in kids, in adolescents, So these researchers, these Swedish researchers figured that maybe even in normal people who can detoxify the galactose, it might not be good for their bones to be drinking it every day. Now, galactose doesn't just hurt your bones. Um, what the scientists used to cause the premature aging in lab animals, they slip them a little bit of galactose. And you can actually shorten their lifespan. And it causes oxidative stress, inflammation, brain degeneration, um, just with the equivalent of one to two glasses of milk's worth of galactose a day. Now, again, we're not rats, but given the high amount of galactose in milk, recommendations to increase milk intake for for prevention of fractures could be a massive contradiction. So they decided to test it out. And they looked at the milk intake and mortality as well as fracture risk to test their theory. They used 100,000 men and women and followed them for 20 years. And what they found was that milk-drinking women had higher rates of death, more heart disease, and significantly more cancer um, for each glass of milk. Now, three glasses a day was associated with nearly twice the risk of death and they had a significantly higher bone and hip fractures as well. Now, men in the study also had a higher rate of death, death with higher milk consumption, but they didn't have uh, such high fracture rates. So a dose-dependent higher rate of both mortality and fraction in women and a higher rate of mortality in men was associated with milk intake. But, but that, that's bananas, right? So, let's let's break that down a little bit. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, I don't have that much dairy. and I don't have three glasses of milk a day. Or I don't have a glass a day. I only have cheese here and there. But what I'm trying to say is that these this proves that it's not good for you. It's detrimental to you. So, I guess treat it like you would a cigarette. Right? I mean, we all know that cigarettes are not good for you. And the more you have, the worse it is for you. But even having just one here and there is bad for you. So I guess how much bad stuff do you want to put in your body is you got how you got to think about it. A a even kind of more disgusting than this is that you know we've already talked about how there's antibiotics and hormones in your milk and in your cheese and in your dairy any dairy product ice cream whatever. But there's pus in your milk. Um, there's realistically about a drop of pus in every cup of milk. Now you might be saying, well, it's pasteurized and all the pathogens are killed. So it's really not that big of a deal, right? It's not going to harm you. Well, I guess you can think of it that way, but you can also think about it. You're drinking pus. Do you really want to be drinking pus? It's pretty gross to me. If I said here, here's a glass of water. There is a drop of pus in it. It's been pasteurized. All the the pathogens are killed, it's harmless, but there's still a drop of pus in in this water. Would you drink it? My guess is no. So why are you drinking milk? You know, a single glass of milk can contain a mixture of as many as 20 painkillers, antibiotics, and growth hormones because they give all this shit to the cows. Not to mention that The veal industry, and we're going to get a little ethical here for just a couple seconds, or a couple minutes, which I don't usually do, but bear with me. The veal industry is a byproduct of the dairy industry. So, even if you're vegetarian, you're still contributing to the death of babies, baby animals. Let me explain why. If there's a dairy farm. And it's not, you know, a, a, a meat farm. It's a dairy farm where they – basically what happens is they artificially inseminate a cow. Um, so a lot of people call it rape, but it's up to you how you want to call it. And then the cow gets pregnant. The cow is the baby. The baby is immediately taken away. And the cow's milk is used for human consumption. If the baby is a female, then most, more often than not, they will either sell it to another dairy farm or keep it and raise it to produce more dairy. Um, the cow that just had the babies, the full-size cow, uh, as, as soon as the milk is dried up, is immediately reimpregnated, And that's the that life of the cow until it gets too old and they can't produce any more babies and then it's killed because there's no profit in a cow that eats food and doesn't produce anything. If the baby is a male baby, then there's no use for it on a dairy farm. So it's sold to a veal farm um, more often than not in where they are you know, kept in tiny little pens, little enclosures where they can't really move because they don't want the muscles to toughen up because veal is better when it's tender. Um, and then it's killed when it's still very young. Um, so, if you're a vegetarian for ethical reasons, you're not doing a good job. Uh, so, something to think about. You know, we got we all should think about where our food comes from and all the products and everything from it. And you might think that that uh, just because you're not eating meat, that you're not contributing to the death and suffering and pain of animals. But you might be if you're still eating cheese. Now, there are alternatives to dairy in the plant-based world. Ben & Jerry's just came out with a whole line of almond milk ice cream. And let me tell you something, it tastes exactly the same. And Ethics ethics aside, uh, you're not destroying your body as much as you would be with the dairy. Now there is, you know, a bunch of sugar and stuff in it, so I'm not going to call it healthy. I will call it a better alternative. there are great vegan cheeses, depending upon what you're using them for. Um, the Chow brand cheese, C-H-A-O, is a delicious cheese. You can find it at Safeway. It's in the tofu section. Um, and I use that like if I'm making myself a sandwich, which is rare, but whatever. If I'm making myself a sandwich, it's, they're great slices, okay? Um, the Follow Your Heart and the Trader Joe's brand shredded cheeses are great for melting. Um, so if you're making quesadilla or tacos or whatever you're making, That's a great melted cheese. Um, I I believe it's Miyoko's. Let me look it up real quick and make sure that it's M-Y-O-K. Let me me look and see if it's the right. Okay. Miyoko's Kitchen. A big shout out to them. I have no affiliation with them. M-I-Y-O-K-O-S. Kitchen.com. They have artisan vegan cheeses. And they also have um, uh, vegan butter as well. Um, and they will ship to you in a refrigerated uh, box cheese. Like, let me give you some examples of what they have. They have. where are the products? I've actually tried a bunch of them, and they're really fucking good. The the Miyoko's cultured vegan butter is is great to cook with. The fresh vegan mozzarella looks like a mozzarella ball is really really good. I've had this also. The double class the classic double cream chive. Um, cheese spread is really good. Um, I've never had this, the, the double cream sun-dried tomato garlic spread. They have a high Sierra rustic alpine, looks like a parmesan type cheese. They have fresh lore valley in a fig leaf. Um, they have a ton of stuff. They have uh, French style winter truffle cheese, aged English sharp farmhouse cheese, smoked farmhouse cheese, double cream garlic herb cheese and there's a ton of stuff so my point is this if you love cheese like i do there's no reason that you don't have to go plant-based because there are so many great alternatives and you're not going to get the hormones you're not going to get the pus you're not going to get the um antibiotics and you're not going to be contributing to the suffering of animals so why not do it if the if the taste it might be a little bit different than what you're used to That doesn't mean that it's bad. So if if it still tastes good and the health benefits are far and away better, why would you not do it? And don't forget about my original question. Would you drink cow's milk? Would you drink another human's breast milk? Let's let's go back to that. If you could go to the store right now and there was a new product called human milk and they had a, a human woman who had just had a baby milk herself would you drink that? I, I I would argue that that's that's less weird than cow's milk because at least it's your same species but think about this cow's milk is made to take a 60 pound calf into a 600 pound cow in you know 10 months is that what you want to be putting in your body? do you want to become a fucking fat cow with bad skin and you know terrible bowel movements and moodiness and cancer and Parkinson's and all this shit, it's time to give it up. You know what I'm saying? There's really no, no reason to be doing it anymore. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird to drink another animal's titty juice. Um, really, really quick, before we finish up, I want to touch back on a couple things. There are um, diseases of affluence, what they're called. So things like... Um, Obesity, type 2 diabetes, fatty liver disease, um, what's it called? Insulin resistance, uh, high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease. Those are all reversible. Understand what I'm saying. Reversible, not manageable. Reversible, which means that if you did something to get them, you can do something to unget them. You're not stuck with them, okay? So it's up to you if you want to get rid of it. But don't think that just because you have type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure or high cholesterol or cardiovascular disease or obesity or any of the things that I just mentioned that you're stuck with it. It's not an excuse to say, this is what I have, I just have to live with it. That's lazy. Stop being lazy and start healing yourself. The only way to heal yourself is to eat a whole food, plant-based diet. Questions, comments, concerns, please email me, Ryan at Please, 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 if you haven't yet, please go to iTunes, rate the, the podcast, review the podcast. It helps me out a lot, more than you know. It takes you two seconds to do. So if you enjoy the podcast, please do that. If you enjoy the podcast, uh, please, please share with a friend, family member. Or, uh, you know, if you have somebody that you're concerned about, go ahead and give me their information. I'll be happy to reach out to them. Um, you guys have been doing awesome with the questions. I've got a lot of questions recently on uh, Instagram especially, at mainlyplants. You can DM me through there. Um, I always answer questions within 24 to 48 hours. Um, i happy to. But you guys have been doing awesome with the questions. I've, I've had some really good questions on there. So, with that in mind, until next week, go eat a salad.